Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into Grant and Danny. December 20th, 2022. Thank you for making the show part of your day. Means a lot. Because it's Tuesday, we've got a lot to get done today, including fastest 16 minutes in football, a segment where we'll break down every single game from the weekend. We are giving away Caps tickets a couple times today, right at 4 o'clock ahead of the Beltway Blitz, and then right at 5 o'clock, top of both of those hours. We're giving away one pair of Caps tickets, so you got to be listening in two hours and three hours so that you can win those tickets to go to the Caps game on Friday. I was at Capital One Arena for their win last night in overtime. Oh, sweet. Off the stick of Dmitry Orlov. It was a blast, Danny, and I got to say, best energy in that building all season by far. You only really get that from the Caps in town in terms of whatever last night was, the mm-hmm. atmosphere, the pizzazz, and that energy and intensity. There's a euphoria and just a glow you leave that building with. They won 4-3. They battled back from down 2-0. Friend of the program, Nick Dowd, scoring two goals. You mean the greatest living goal scorer? 11 seconds apart, one second shy of the Capitals' record for fastest consecutive goals. I uh, I have to send him. I don't have to, but I, I do. I, send you sh- him, I mean, you do. I send him a pie emoji every time he scores. Yeah, you owe him two. I sent him a pie emoji, and no sooner than I hit send, he was scoring another goal. And I had to send him another pie emoji. That's right. Rules are rules. He responded to me last night and goes, big pie guy. <laughs> Pretty good. He'll be on the show tomorrow, oh, which we're fun. looking forward to. But uh, Dimitri Orloff, game winner, 4-3. Ovi didn't score, as Earl just told you in the update. But I will tell you, if almost goals counted, he would have had seven last He's night. He's hunting, man. It's like that, that one play, I think it was in the third period, uh, where he was on the left side. And kind of cut towards the middle. Like, think basketball, right? Where a guy's, like, flashing to the middle if somebody's over in the corner. And he one time that I go, that's a goal. You could see it developing right off his stick. It's I never saw the puck because he shot it a trillion miles an hour. And the goal just happened to be in the right spot. And just blind luck that he saved it. But I'm going, this the, the floodgates are about to break. He's going to do it in, in fine style. I thought he was scoring five or six times legit last night. He caught post a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it was just... Just wasn't his night, but it was an amazing evening uh, for the Capitals, who have won seven of their last eight. They've gotten going. So Boys have gotten really, right. Really good. But if They're... you want tickets to go see them on Friday, you got to be listening at four o'clock and at five o'clock here on Grant and Danny today. We're going to catch up with our buddy Logan Paulson to break down what was good, what was bad from the Commanders' loss to the Giants on Sunday night when Logan joins us at six. But Danny, it's Tuesday. Yeah. So you know what Tuesday means. On this show, Commander Survivor. 
time on Survivor, people. It's not for the fate of heart. Facebook.com slash Grant and Danny. You got to go vote. There are four players remaining. Facebook.com slash Grant and Danny. At the end of the day, we will be down to just... I think there are five, actually. There are five. Five players remaining, and we'll be down to just four. Danny, break it down for us. Terry McLaurin. That's the list of offensive players. You want more? Too bad. They're all gone. Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Cam Curl are left over. Those are your remaining five guys' burgers and fries, which are delicious. At the end of today, there's going to be four players left, three games to go. End of the season, one player is going to be left standing. So the most popular players on the team are McLaurin, Allen, Payne, and Sweat. I wonder if that spells doom for Cam Curl, who's just a great player. All he's done is play well. But isn't as famous as those other guys. And he had big plays and good moments the other night. But we are, uh, there was not much contact with old Daniel Jones in the backfield this past week in a loss. Sweat hit him on an incompletion. Allen had a tackle for loss that netted a five-yard loss. Payne was very, very quiet in the game overall. But I believe he's immune this week. I could be wrong about that. It's either him or my my little precious Terry, who I love so much. The lone member of the offense. Uh, McLaurin is immune. McLaurin's immune, okay. Payne, Allen, Sweat could all possibly be voted out. Not that any of them should. So someone from the defense is going home. There will be three defenders left in McLaurin going into the final three weeks. You got to go vote to kick someone off the island to give someone immunity. Facebook.com slash Grant and Danny. This is not going to be fun to no, send anybody home. It's unpleasant now. It's very easy the first, I'd say, nine or ten weeks of the season. It's you actually got, kind of fun. Yeah, you got a vendetta against somebody. Someone irritates you. You want them gone. That's e- like a guy didn't play for six months or an entire season or is supposed to come back in week one and doesn't play until you know week 17 or 18, if at all, and a coach calls him out at a press conference or in an interview with J.P. Finley. Anyway, like that's easy to do. Harder now, what all these guys have done, is play each and every week and contribute mightily to a team that's still in the postseason. Speaking of Ron Rivera, press conferences and interviews. I wanted to talk quarterbacks and what Rivera has been saying because we now have our answer key, don't we? We have speculated for months. We have assumed. We have wondered. We have been curious for a while. What is exactly going on with Wentz, with Heineke, with the timeline for recovery, with the rest of this season and the starting job? And now we know. I think if you read between the lines with Ron Rivera, he is giving you the answer key right now. We start with his press conference yesterday when asked about quarterback moving forward and whether or not he considers a change. This is what Ron Rivera told the media. Ron, do you, did you give, do you give any thought to a change of quarterback for next week? No, no, David. I, I think the, the biggest thing more than anything else is, you know, sticking with, with Taylor and, and, and what we're trying to establish, um, you know, and, and it is something though that obviously is talked about obviously out there. And it is something that, you know, to, to be quite frank, as I do have to think about at some point. But if we can continue to – if we can get back on track and play the way we've played and do things that we've done, um, you know, then we'll stick with where we are. Uh, until then, you know, I, I, will, I will do that. Translation. He could have just stopped it. no, we're sticking with Taylor. Did he stop there, Danny? No, he did not. He did no, not. He did not. He I, went further and said – it's something that's going to be talked about out there. He said, obviously, a bunch, which shows a little discomfort. 
while he's speaking, which is fine. But he goes on to say, I have to think about it, meaning making a quarterback change. At some point, there's only three points left. There's only three games left in the season. And then he said, we need to get back on track, meaning if we don't get back on track, that's when we would make the change. Well, I would make the case they're kind of on track. Like what happened this week was the same as all the other weeks. Yeah. Heineke threw for 240 plus yards. You actually hit some stuff down the field. You haven't been hitting in weeks. He didn't throw an interception in the game. He's thrown plenty of interceptions. In fact, he didn't even throw any near interceptions until the final couple of plays when he threw a pick in the end zone that got dropped. We've had games where he's thrown three or four almost interceptions. That's right. You can make the case he was better this week than he's been in a bunch of games. But here's the difference. They lost this time. Ah, yes. So the offense was the exact same. You could run the ball well. You didn't throw it for half of the game, and then were able to in the second half. You didn't score enough points. But if he doesn't fumble in the red zone, that's a field goal. If you score the touchdown on the final play, I mean, you're talking about getting two or over 20 points, which is kind of the goal every week for this team. That's their that's their you know the magic number for them, pretty much, right? You do that, you win most of the games. So this is. In my opinion, like misleading this idea that you're now off track when it's the exact same track you've been driving on. Yep. The limited quarterback is limited. The limited offense because of that and some of the other variables we've been talking about is exactly what you saw this past week. You just lost. So I take this to mean, Danny, and you tell me if you disagree with me, we need to get back on track. We need to win. If we beat San Francisco, then Heineke keeps the job. If we don't, Carson Wentz against Cleveland. That's what I think. I don't disagree with that. I think he's itching. Like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I don't have a great one. But just when one of my sons has something and the other wants it, it becomes that that's the only quest that matters. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Can I have a turn? Can I have a turn? Can I have a turn? I want a turn. Mom, can I have a turn? Dad, can I have a turn? He's not giving me a turn. Like, it feels like he's just antsy in the pantsy. It feels like the instant he can get away with it. Because that's how that, that's what it is right now. He knows he's smart enough to know. He played. He was in the locker room. He's coached forever. He understands that if you disrupt the mojo, such as it is, before it's good and ready, players get ticked off. They don't like it. They go, "We're winning. We're winning right now." So nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. But it matters to me. Pudgy afternoon drive guy. I can sort of figure it out. I can read between the lines. I can look to the future. I don't, I don't have to worry about this week. I can worry about all the weeks. I can worry about years from now. He can't. He's got the coach has to worry about how do I get the best this week. And the best this week would not be just to pull the plug on a guy that was 5-1-1 one, and one as a starter, quote-unquote. That's not. That's not. That wouldn't make Jonathan Allen happy. That wouldn't make you know the, the offensive lineman happy. It wouldn't make anybody happy. But you drop a couple games, all of a sudden you got your pathway again. You got your path to say, this is where we're better off. That's what I've been saying all along. As long as you're winning, then him not playing that well and or make it more positive, then the passing game as a whole not operating at a high level is just not going to get him benched. But if they lose a couple games, unless he is outstanding, that will be the excuse needed. Because I frankly don't think it's true to say you got off track, as I just pointed out. I think this is just... Going to be out of convenience. They want to play Wentz because they traded for Wentz. They want to play Wentz because they gave a lot up for him. And they want to see what he looks like in this offense again. You can't make the change as long as you're winning. But if you're not winning, now all of a sudden, you're able to do whatever you want to do. So how about what is Rivera saying about Heineke right now? Does he sound like he is still impressed? Is he still endorsing him? 
This was J.P. Finley's interview with Rivera for NBC after his press conference yesterday. See, the, the, the thing that we have to also, when we game plan, understand is what his strengths are. And let's play to that. Let's continue to play that strength. There's some things that he's not going to be able to do that he doesn't do as well as other guys. And that's what we've tried to do. And, you know, again, making sure that we don't get behind the chains is one of the things that, that has helped him. When the chains are in a positive mode for him, those little things that he does, they become real good things for us. But when we're behind him, those little things he does aren't quite as 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 beneficial glowing endorsement <laughs> <laughs> on the wings of confidence right now, there i mean and look i truly appreciate rivera's honesty on this yeah. i think he's been really honest about heineke all along and i think he's done it probably as a calculated way to try to calibrate some expectations with this fan base i think he sees in some way that the heineke fandom has taken flight and he's going guys you settle down a little bit and so from the offseason when he basically made it really clear this guy can't do everything we want him to do we got to go get a better quarterback at the risk of almost at times it being disrespectful and the good thing is Heineke doesn't seem to have much of an ego here I give him a lot of credit for that because you know Baker right. Mayfield who's the number one overall pick you critique him publicly you try to go get to Sean Watson he throws a fit and wants to be traded it's different when you've been sleeping on your sister's couch, taking classes at Old Dominion. He's just happy to be here, guy, right? Agreed. Heineke's just, hey, I can't believe I'm in this uh, yeah. restaurant. Outstanding teammate, great attitude about it. Un understands his, his place at the table. He's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, throwing the lighter to uh, to Cal at, at the Titanic dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just can't believe he's dining with you fine folks. And so he's taking these slaps to the face like love taps. But you just don't hear this. And again, I'm, I'm not knocking Rivera. I'm, I'm glad he's being so honest. I think it's important to this conversation because there are so many people in the fan base who just see the result and, and think he should be the starter long term even. When's the last time you heard a coach kind of say, even Mike White, you know, or some like uh, little engine who could type who, who's uh -huh. overachieving. You just don't see coaches saying, Hey, there's a lot of things he can't do. We we gotta realize yeah, those. We we have to build the perfect street for his broken wagon to to be able to go down and navigate it. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like this road is so perilous. Any any deviation, oh buddy, we're boned. That's how it sounds, and which is not your your ringing endorsement. All right, so here's one more Rivera cut on this. I think this is the one. Yeah, this one's pretty important. So, well, I, I won't lead the witness. You guys listen to it, and then we'll analyze. So so with Taylor, it it was one thing. Carson's been hurt for most of Taylor's run. So when there have been times where maybe it, there's just struggles or it's just not the offense isn't performing at a high level, it's just kind of performing, yep. Carson's in sweats, so you don't really think about it. I was down there at halftime. I saw Carson come sprinting out of that tunnel. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this 6'5 unit. Did, does that change the, yeah. the, the kind of the situation at all? It does. It does. I mean, you know, going into the second half, scoring early, moving the ball the way we did, it was. It would have been hard for me to to, to, to sure. make a change right there. I mean, I have to. If that went differently, could you have thought about it? Yes, it had. But you know, again, it didn't. Right. So, so it never crossed my mind. Once we got that score, I always felt, okay, here we go, here it comes. That was the best drive of the game. Yeah, but but you're you're thinking, here we go, and, and this is what we got to do, and let's continue with this. Oh, I don't know how to hear that and not think that essentially what he said there was. Yeah, we were considering making a quarterback change if we didn't go on that drive at a halftime. They go to start at the second half. It's 14-3. to three. They get the ball. 
if they go three and out, that sounds to me like Carson Wentz would have been in the game. Wait, am I? Am I? What did I? Am I wrong here? Very possible, or at least that there would have been a conversation about putting him in the game. I mean, we're talking about six plays, ninety-six yards. That was basically a throw-first drive where they ran the ball once traditionally with Robinson, and they had a jet action end around with the um. Tommy Brown. But otherwise, Heineke, who was clinical and textbook on the drive, it was awesome. And at the end of the drive, he threw a dime of a touchdown. And right then and there, I remember looking at the people next to me in the press box going, all right, well, you're not seeing Wentz tonight. Like, he just saved his job. Crowd's literally going, Heineke, Heineke. Yeah, they, they were waiting to chant Heineke, and they got their opportunity because he was marvelous on that drive and went and scored a touchdown. And that's oftentimes when he does some of his best work. Mm -hmm. Back is against the wall. Seems like the walls might even be caving in as your back's on that wall. And, yeah, it seemed like they might have been thinking in the locker room. You're not going to make the change coming out of halftime, but... The third quarter's got to go differently. Like if you if you go three and out once or twice, if you turn the ball over, let's say you know that first drive of the second half, he throws a pick. I think you probably would have seen Wentz. That's what I take out of that answer. And now, with him having in the the clips that we've played for you, said we're starting Heineke for now, but at some point we'll have to consider making a change. And also on the same day in a different interview with NBC, acknowledging to JP that, yeah, if if we didn't get going there, we might have made a change. It's very possible we see Carson Wentz this weekend. And I am of the belief that if they lose to San Francisco, which a lot of people think they're going to, and the deck is stacked against them in Heineke, by the way, it's the number one defense playing at their best. It's a short week. You played on Sunday night. Now you're playing on Saturday afternoon. You're flying cross country. By the way, the 49ers played on Thursday this past week, so they have extra rest. And they're a better team than you. All that's going against you. Oh, yeah, there's that. The one thing you've got going for you is that Brock Purdy is a neophyte who I think we all assume could throw two or three picks at some point and just look like he doesn't belong. But it hasn't happened yet. So far, he's been really good. Maybe he can keep you in the game if your defense can take the game over, too. You're almost as good as San Francisco up front defensively. But it just seems like you're sending Heineke into the to Lions' the wolves. den. Yeah. You know, it, it just seems like you have already been told that all the cops are in the room waiting and you're just t sending him into a deal. Here we go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Doesn't right. it? Yes. Am, am, am I crazy? No, you're not. Uh, Th this is a great setup to fail game. This. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like if if he gets out of this game playing okay, then unless they won, you still make a move at the end of this game. That's what it feels like to me. But uh, let's take some calls on that and see what people think. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Do you think we're reading these tea leaves correctly based on this comments from Rivera that we got yesterday? And do you buy that maybe this could be the end of the road for Heineke if they don't win. Grant and Danny on the fan. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. See, the, the, the thing that we have to also, when we game plan, understand is what his strengths are. And let's play to that. Let's continue to play to that strength. There's some things that he's not going to be able to do that he doesn't do as well as other guys. And that's what we've tried to do. And, you know, again, making sure that we don't get behind the chains is one of the things that, that has helped him. When the chains are in a positive mode for him, those little things that he does, they become real good things for us. But when we're behind him, those little things he does aren't quite as 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 beneficial. All you got to do is just listen to the comments and read those tea leaves. Rivera's trying to prepare you so you're not angry when you start seeing Carson Wentz take snaps. That's what I'm thinking. We got the phone lines open at 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. Do you think he plays this weekend, talking about old Carson? I think there's a good chance. So I am 100% sure. Well, if they lose to San Francisco, uh-huh. I would bet you he's the quarterback against the Browns. I'm so very, very confident. You're a little bit more confident than I am about this game against San Francisco. Like I, I think it's going to be a rain on the parade, drubbing, where you're actually facing some adults. There aren't many teams that would go in this weekend where I'd go, I think they got a shot at beating San Francisco. There's just a handful, even with old Brock Purdy. Back there. Agreed, but the Texans took the Chiefs to overtime. This no, no, past stuff week. happens. Stuff happens. I'm it's aware. the league. Weird things happen. It's a holiday. It's Christmas Eve. Guys might be looking ahead to the nighttime party they got at home. It's hard for me to family in town. Bank on the weird stuff happens in the league in terms of analysis, but you're right. It does. Every week we go. That, we, that is the analysis. Yeah, and I seem to never learn my lesson. And if you just line up and play football with the 49ers, you're going to get worked. Uh, I, I, it's twofold for me. It's one, weird stuff happens in the league. Yep. And it's two, Brock Purdy's their quarterback. All fair. He's been really good so far, but 
The difference between face this defense yet. and a real quarterback is whether or not you can do it. Like Heineke, if you remember, when we first saw him last year, was very good for a short stretch. And then you had some duds that you sprinkle in there. Like this could be the, he turns the ball over four times with two fumbles and two picks game. And now it's 16 all in the fourth quarter and Washington's got the football. So I think it all makes sense. But just realistically for me, I, I think this is a drubbing. I think it's not close. And well, I think then you'll it's see Wentz. And, I, and that's kind of where I'm going. Yep. I, I believe we'll see Wentz just to sort of get everybody's mind right for it. Not to win the game, but just to get his feet wet. Because in all sincerity, what better opportunity is there? If it's lost, you're, this is a, you know, no one's getting hurt by this sort of uh, sort of thing. And, and it's almost like a spring training game or a rehab assignment for a major league pitcher. Get in there while we're getting boat raced by somebody. Get hit a couple times, maybe a dozen times. Nick Bosa coming around the edge, et cetera. And now you're in position to give us the quote best chance down the last couple games. So I always say you don't call a team meeting in baseball before you play the Pirates, you know, or after you play the Pirates, right? You you, you want to line everything up in a way that makes sense. So, you know, if, if you're about to play the Astros or the best team in the sport. Wait till after. Team meeting can come after you lose two out of three to them. Yeah. Because no matter what you say, you're, you're going to go out and you're going to lose to them. And so you don't make the change before you play the best defense. I think they are sending Heineke into the Coliseum. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you don't touch it, Shade. And Heineke's going to walk in and he's going to give it his best shot, man. That's what this guy does. And it's what I respect out of him. It's what I admire greatly. I, I really genuinely do. He's going to sw- swing until he can't swing anymore. He's going to keep standing up. He was at the Caps game last night, pounding a beer, slamming it against his head. Everyone was going uh, nuts, cheering his name, chanting Heineke. This town likes him for this reason. Yep. He's going to give you what he's got. My guess is the 49ers defense will overpower them and completely, at times, embarrass them. And if they're up San Francisco by 15, 17, 20 points, you will see Carson Wentz. I'm not sold that it's going to play out that way, but I think they're going to lose. And I think when they do, almost no matter what, Wentz gets the last two games. That's how I think it'll play out. But let's go to the phones and see what people think. We'll start with Mike in Alexandria. Hey, Mike. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I, I wanted to make a comment about what you were talking about, and then I, I want to make a point about Taylor. So hear me out on this. I think he need. I think that he's going to get benched. It wouldn't surprise me if he put the if a running back had put the ball on the ground like that, he'd be on the bench. But I want to make I want to make an important point about Taylor. The Taylor last year is different from the one this year. Last year he would feel the pressure and step up and break out of the pocket and roll out, and that gives him a lot of advantages. It's one of his best assets because the field, he can see clearly. He's not behind linemen, and he he also has a threat to run the ball, which scares the heck out of people. When he stays in, what I noticed this year is he he steps back in the pocket, and then when when there's a lane he can run through and then roll out to buy time, he backpedals. He can't see over the linemen. He gets three or four blocks passes a game, and he, he, you know, that's not his style. And I think it does him a disservice not to, to roll out, you know, to break pocket and roll out like he used to. Appreciate you. Thanks, Some man. people have speculated maybe he wasn't running as much because they didn't have a healthy Carson Wentz, and they felt like Sam Howell wasn't ready, so you couldn't risk him being hurt. He just had his season-high 33 rushing yards against the Giants on Sunday night the first game where Wentz was back on the depth chart with him playing. So there might be some merit to that. But over the last 
three weeks before his 33 against the Giants on three carries, he had run for a combined seven yards. I also think defensive coordinators get paid a lot of money, and defenses know the thing that you just said, because you're right. I've been wondering, hey, what's missing? Why isn't he running more? I think they're trying to keep him in the pocket, like the Rams did to Kyler Murray. That would be my strategy, certainly. Let's go to RJ and Alexandria on Grant and Danny. RJ, you're hearing these clips we're playing from Rivera over the last 24 hours. Does not sound like he is preparing us for more Heineke, does it? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, buddy. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> um, bear with me real quick. couple points. Um, what I said earlier is twofold. He said we have to play to Taylor's strengths. Um, with the OC that we have, he likes to throw the ball. And that was what Carson was best at. So I feel like watching Taylor now try to he – can't, he can't play with nothing to lose because now he's playing for his job and he can't play as free. But you have an offensive coordinator that, like you said, read between the lines – Played at his strengths. Don't get behind the. Don't get behind in the count. And we are effective. I watched the Giants run Saquon four or five times consecutively. We always have to switch our running backs out after two plays. We are getting behind in the in the um in the down and distance category, and it's not playing to his strengths. There's been no bootlegs. You know, you're right. DCs get paid a lot of money. I think they're taking it away. I really do. Appreciate the call, dude. I, I, I think that's what it is. I mean, they know what you do well, and the Bill Belichick school is, whatever the thing that you want to major in, I'm taking that away. If you could beat me with the counterpunch or something else, God bless you. But I think that's what has gone on here. Because that's, that's been my frustration. I keep saying, now oh, it's easier for me to say than it is to actually execute. We talked to Logan Paulson about this a little bit. We'll talk to him about it today. But where are my boots? Where are my rollouts? Where are my little Kyle Shanahan, all the action goes one way, and I got a little tight end leaking out for my first down where I just get five yards out of it. That's easy pitch and catch, just to give the defense some more eye candy, something else to worry about. Those have been fewer and further between. I think it's because they know these defensive ends are staying wide to keep him enclosed, like keeping him in the pasture where uh, – pasture's not the right word. What am I looking – like that enclosure? Pasture's like out open space. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like you want to keep the cows inside the fence. A fence works for me. Inside the fence. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. The pasture fence. I I just find it all comical in that – this is all kind of, I think, been premeditated to the point of when Carson's back, Carson's the guy, as soon as we can make him the guy. It doesn't seem like, other than Heineke just going out and doing something that's unrealistic, being fantastic, he can keep the job. Like You can't convince me that in these two Giants games, and I know he did nothing in the first half of this game and nothing for many of the first several drives of, of the last Giants game, like you look at just the numbers at the end of those two games where you had the game tying drive and you go to overtime and then they had the 96 yard drive in the, the second half of this game and went down the field two other times in the second half. These are statistically his best back to back games that he's had. This is the best two game sample three touchdowns, no picks in back to back games for the first time this season. And now you're saying he's basically a, a bad half away from maybe being benched. Mm hmm. We just all need to acknowledge this was always going to be as soon as they started losing. 
the only way Heineke could, or we shouldn't use past tense because he's still got the job, can keep his job is if they keep winning. And this isn't a fair league, right? No. But that's, that is just a reality. Rick in Warrington, what's up? Hey, yeah, uh, I, I, I think he's just answering questions. I don't think he's going to relieve Heineke. I think he knows that Wentz is going to get killed if he gets in that game because he cannot run like Heineke can. There's no way Wentz survives he'll get hurt and be knocked back out. Interesting. Thanks, dude. I, 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 I call back next week, Rick. I want you to call back and take a victory lap if it's Heineke. Now, again, if he plays well, of course it's him. But if he plays poorly. I want you to call back after they say they're going to Carson Wentz. The the I, I mean, listen, we we we're all acknowledging the weaknesses. We're we're sort of we're not debating what we would do. We're saying, hey, look, listen to what Ron Rivera is saying here. He's yeah. telling you what he's going to do. To his credit, I mean, there there's we, been some. And the reason I'm even bringing this up now, Danny, to me, this is setting up for when he makes the move. Everyone's going to be up in arms. They'll be aghast, and, yeah. and people are going to go, "Are you kidding me? There's two games left. Heineke got us here." And I'm going to say, where were you last week? Remember the comments? Remember right. the audio we played? Like He is telegraphing his move. Yeah, he's letting you know. He's pointing to the stands before he swings. There have been a few times where he said one thing and then kind of done something else and no one was supposed to ask about it. But when they've gone this hard for multiple weeks over and over and over and over again, they told you they were going to swing big for quarterback. They did. Now, I hate what they landed on, but they did. They, they He let you know. They called every team and asked about this guy and that guy, and we're going to trade nine picks and do whatever. They told you the plan, and they went and executed it. He's doing it again right now, I think. They were one for ten on third down this past week. <sighs> I mean, he'll be able to, to use the numbers and just say, hey, we're making the move because we can't get first downs on third down and because we're struggling in the red zone. To that, I would say that's been the case all along. The only difference is you were winning in a way that was pretty unsustainable. Taking your calls, MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. If you can't get through on the phones, you can also tweet us. Tweet me at Funny Danny, Grant at Grant H. Paulson. Carson Wentz sounds like he should be staying loose based on Ron Rivera's comments. Do you agree with us that he is calling his shot here for Grant and Danny? When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know, going into the second half, scoring early, moving the ball the way we did, it, it, was, it would have been hard for me to, 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 to sure. make a change right there. I mean, I have to. If that went differently, could you have thought about it? Yes, if it had. But, you know, again, it didn't. Right. So, so it never crossed my mind. Once we got that score, I always felt, okay, here we go. Here it comes. That was the best drive of the game. Yeah. But, but you're, you're thinking, here we go. And, and this is what we got to do. And let's continue with this. Rivera, JP, NBC4's weekly interview with the head coach. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. You add to those comments what Rivera said after the game. And maybe more importantly, most importantly, what he said yesterday in his press conference with all the reporters when he said, Tynick, you right now, but at some point we're going to have to consider a change. And it just seems like going up against the best defense for the first time in a lot of weeks playing a varsity program, this could be the end of the road, that Rivera's ready to pull the plug. Let's go to Keith in Maryland on G&D. Hey, Keith. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. What's up, bud? Hey, uh, you telling you right now I need to go to Wentz because the only way we're going to beat these, four, these next three teams coming up is throwing the ball over their head. Because that's the only way you're going to beat the 49ers. Their secondary is not that good. Their front seven is outstanding, so you're not going to run on them. And you're coming up against three teams with great defensive lines. So you have to throw the ball over over top. He knew Monday night was the only way we was getting in the playoffs was Monday night, and he knew we blew it. That was the only chance we getting in. I don't see us getting in if we don't go over the top. And he know how to keep can't do it. So he's trying to tell the fans, look, he's limited, and we cannot use him because he's showing us he, we can't go over the top. Keith, let, let me ask you that. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Thank bud. you. All right, let, let me acknowledge this fact, though, okay, which is to say that while what you're saying is correct, San Francisco's pass rush is the best pass rush they're going to face. Not just for the rest of the season in a small sample, probably all year long. A little bit better than the Eagles, even if the sack numbers don't show it the way they're rushing right now. Did anybody watch their game against the Seahawks they Thursday are, night? They are hunting. I mean, it, Balrogs, right? They're, they're just, they're, they're, I don't know what that is, but I know it's a bad guy. You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're fire demons from the ancient world of Morgoth. Not important. You, you get the point, though. Yeah. They're shooting fire at quarterbacks. Wentz being back there is a problem. Someone asked me, they're like, what's the chance they go to Wentz before the Niners game? And I said, I wouldn't. I'll give you two reasons why. Number one, your offense is not going to play well in that game. Number two, you're going to lose that game, and you're going to get hit and sacked a bunch. If you go to Wentz before that game, this, the narrative will be, see, you shouldn't have gone to Wentz. Your offense stunk. He got sacked seven times. Uh-huh. If you keep Heineke in there, the offense will still stink, and he'll still get sacked. But at least it's not the first action of Wentz, and so it'll be viewed differently. What I think makes a lot of sense, though, is actually to get Wentz some reps in that game if you're behind, if you can go to him in the second half. Because let's face it, he's going to have to knock off some rust. It's a couple months since yeah. he's played. and It's why you you take an opportunity in a blowout, There's, exactly. if that's the case, right? Game then then speed, you do that. Get him in the flow. If they're behind by a bunch, get him ready for Cleveland right then and right there. But the reason they're going back to Wentz, I think, just has more to do with how he got here than what's going on on the field at all. It doesn't look good that you're fighting for your playoff lives and the guy you traded draft picks for and pay $28 million to is watching a undrafted free agent 
scrap heap edition will his way to, yeah. you know, 176 yards. Like, that is a really, really bad look as a GM. That's why they're going to give Wentz another shot. If you're going to go down, you dance with the one that, that brought you, and, and he didn't bring you anywhere, but at least you dance with the one you paid the most money to. <laughs> that's, a, that's a better turn of phrase. Let's go to Rob in Charlestown. What's up? What's up, Rob? Hey, uh, you kind of took the uh, the wind out of my sail. Uh, I love what you guys do. Um, what I was going to ask you guys is, um, I believe that the team and the fans are behind Heineke. And my question was going to be um, the loyalty from them versus the, the establishment paying Wentz uh, and 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 what do you think that decision is going to be? Thanks, bud. So, if, is the question will the loyalty wane? I think he's asking. Is does that what the it means? Fact that the fans love Heineke matter? No, no. Does well, the fact that the team loves Heineke matter? Yes. Does the fact that the players love Heineke matter? Some. None of that is going to be taken into the equation. Over number one. How bad Rivera and the Martys look for the trade if Wentz doesn't play again yeah, this year. You're more allegiant to wins than anything else. That's why he hasn't done it already. But, right? So the wins is the key. That's the number one thing. But you were winning with Heineke, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the part that is nothing to do with wins is, is what I just said, which is this looks horrible. Yep. That trade looks like one of the worst trades in recent team history. Sure does. If he comes off the bench and you can beat a very average Browns team at home, and you can beat a Cowboys team that may not have any of its starters on the field. Even if you miss the playoffs, if he goes 2-0 and to finish the season, offseason you go in with momentum and you could say, see, we like him in this offense. That's a whole different shift in how this will be viewed. Agreed. 800-636-1067 is Rivera calling his shot, plus our fastest 16 minutes. Next hour, we'll go all around the NFL on GND. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.